Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from the Black Bottle Postern here in Bellevue. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Fancy Frenchwood of Saki in Seattle. We have Tracy Klinkroth of Chick Chat Seattle. And our special guests today are going to be Noah of Velvet Rope VIP and Noah of Black Bottle. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hello. <laughs> okay, I don't know about you guys, but the fact that we have 70-degree weather, oh, my God. It's amazing. I'm loving it. So um, we are in here in Bellevue, and I don't know if anybody has had the uh, luxury of being able to swing by into the Black Bottle yet. We are kitty corner from the Hyatt. And for the summertime, I think this is going to be a fabulous location. You have windows that encompass about three-quarters of the restaurant. So you can come in, if it's a little hot, enjoy a nice glass of wine or a beer and some of their fabulous food with some air conditioning and enjoy the sun view from here. And it's a really big place. That's one thing I really like about it. It is huge. And I always have fun at the Black Bottle Bar, like whether it be in Seattle or Bellevue. People are fun. <laughs> it's a casual. It's a casual setting, and it's very comfortable. That's yeah, what I love I about agree. it. I think it fits in fabulously in Bellevue. So thank you for being here. On today's show, we are going to be tasting um, two wines that Noah from Black Bottle has chosen for us, and um, I am not quite sure what they are. We have them in front of us, so we're going to hand the mic over to Noah, and he is going to tell us a little bit about what wines we're drinking and why he's chosen them. Um, thank you. So the first one I've selected is a white wine out of Yakima Valley. It's the 2008 Olsen Estate Blanc de Coteau. Uh, it's 100% estate um, grapes, and it is a uh, white Rhone blend. So you have uh, predominantly uh, Roussan, then Viognier, and Marsan. Um, I selected it because I really uh, kind of enjoy the complexity of the wine at a great value, which is kind of what we go for here. Um, on the palate, you're going to have some really nice red apple, a little bit of pear flavoring, even a little bit of a petrol note. Uh, has really great, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, aromatics. Yeah, it uh, does. Really floral. Um, you get a little bit of the petrol and the, the tree fruit on that as well. But it also has some really beautiful acidity that balances it out. So it'll pair with a lot of different food. Um, at the same time, it'll also be really enjoyable on its own. Uh, something else I really enjoy about the wine is the body. It's not just really light or heavy. It's really, really medium body. It has a great viscosity. So you get a little bit of that, that creamy texture to it which is really, really satisfying. You just don't gulp it down and, and have just, you know, three, four glasses. It's a little bit contemplative. I know people yeah, that's may enjoy it, thinking. but you can really sit down, you know, think about your day, relax over a glass of wine. And, um, a you know, glass you, of wine? You could have eight. You could have <laughs> okay, he doesn't know our staff very well. You could, you could have the whole bottle. But um, it's, a, it's a really great value in, in a glass or a bottle or two bottles, whichever you prefer. Uh, I, really, I really enjoy the, uh, this winery vineyard. And uh, this is the 2008. They're doing a 2009. And after that, they're actually going to uh, be selling their grapes. They're actually not going to be making wine anymore. Just oh, wow. Yeah. So, so it's kind of um, going to, their, their wine's going to be going to more of a collector a collector item in the future. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. I know. This was, um, you know, we've talked on the show, and I think a lot of our listeners know what my feel is on white wines. I've, they're, they're not my favorite. But for some reason, all the white wines that we've tasted in the last several weeks have had a lot of... Um, diversity to them and they're not what i would call your typical whites and you know i think of a white you think it's really sweet or it's really buttery you know you, you typically think of uh rieslings or chardonnays or seven blancs but this one you the word complexity is the first one that i thought of with it it's just very unique well, i think you. for me it's very balanced i i heard you say that and i'm no wine connoisseur i'm not even a wine enthusiast <laughs> She's a wine drinker. That's not going to stop me from drinking it, though. But when I heard you say balance uh, as I was tasting, I, I think you're right. Because usually, like, I, everyone knows I don't like Chardonnay. It's, it's too oaky. It's too something. I don't even know what, I, what it is. But this is really balanced. It's, it's not too sweet, and it's not bitter. It's not harsh. It's very palatable. Chardonnay is usually very strong. Yes. Um, it has a lot of structure. Mm -hmm. And this has, I believe, in a word I like to use is levels. Um, it, it takes you in one direction and then goes in another direction, and at the very end, it, it kind of lingers and just finishes very gently. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it takes you through a little trip, you know, with with the wine. Um, Roussan Roussan can be uh, vinified in many different ways. It can be very dry. It can be extremely sweet. So oh. this is a really nice expression of what the winemaker was trying to do. Uh, a lot of people 
may not be so familiar with Roussan. And, I'm not. And That's those, what and, I think I was shocked. Yeah, when, when we list it, we list it as a Roussan Viognier. And most people probably probably go for it because they're like, oh, Viognier. Yeah, I'm a people, Viognier people fan. More familiar with yeah. that. And then if, if we start a discussion about it, I'll be like, it's actually predominantly Roussan. It's about 71% Roussan. Oh, wow. Um, some of the structure you, you get at the, at, the, at the finish is the Marsan, uh-huh. which I'd probably call the, uh, the Chardonnay of the Rhone Valley. Gotcha. Um, so if you, if you ever have a Marsan on its own, it might be a little bit like a Chardonnay in that it, it does have a really nice crisp, crisp finish. And that's where the crisp finish is coming from, in my mind. Um, some of the tropical notes are coming from from the Viognier and a little bit of the minerality. That's what I like. I'm, but, yeah, um, I'm an I, island girl. I need tropical. And then the, the petrol, which um, is really nice, I think, comes from the Roussan, which just adds just adds a little touch, a little bit of uh, individuality to the wine, because that's something you might find more so in, in sweeter wines, like in yeah. Rieslings, you get a lot of that petrol note. Right. Um, and I just I really like the nose on this wine. It's just something that I, I like to sit with and, and kind of just take Enjoy. it in over time. And as it warms up, I had it open for a little while to bring it up to temperature. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's really nice to see how it changes as as the bottles open. Awesome. So somebody was to come in and order this, what would they be expecting to pay a glass? Uh, this is this would be I believe eight to eight fifty a glass. Okay, this is why I love this place. <laughs> And it's cheap. <laughs> no, not cheap. No, I just I love the I love that there are places in Bellevue that everything's not you know fifteen twenty twenty five dollars. It's nice to have the yeah. variety. Of, and the other thing that I really like about this place is you know you see a lot of people walking in with their jeans and very casual. Yeah. And you don't always feel comfortable going in everywhere. I know. No, I'm looking at and he's lucky strike. You can come in. You can go very casual and and you know there's a couple other places that. Um, have the same atmosphere, but a lot of them kind of, you do have that feeling of a pretense. So it's really nice to have some great wines and great food where you don't have that. So yeah, that's that's you. what we try and do. I mean, we try and, and, and present a place where you can go at any hour of the day and, and, and get a good value. Not just, not just for two hours early or, or three right. hours late, you know, at any hour of the day, we, we try and offer something where you can come in and get good value for your money and get a good product. You know, well, we since we, we have you here, why don't we have you tell us a little bit about the Black Bottle history and, and what motivated you guys to come over to Bellevue and kind of, you know, who you guys are. I, a lot of Seattle people know and love you, and when they found out you guys were over here, it's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm an East Side girl. Um, so uh, I've worked for the Black Bottle for six years and um, since, since we opened in Seattle in Belltown. And uh, the concept that the owners had was a very um, easily approachable, you know, no gimmicks, no tricks, something that everybody could use. You know, we don't we don't run dinner specials. We don't have like wine of the day uh, specials. It's the the menu. You know, we we will do menu changes. It's not going to be weekly or monthly. It's, it's sometimes seasonally, um, and we just want it to be. It's very value driven. We want to have a good product uh, that that everybody can enjoy. And we want it to be at a good price. You know, what I try and do as as the wine director and beverage director is find is find really good deals on really good products. And when I find a good deal on something, I'm not gonna we try and pass the savings on to the customer. So if if something usually costs you know X and I get it at Y, you know, I'm not gonna charge. I'm not going to charge, you know, the, the, normal, the, the X price. I'm not going to do the X markup. I'm going to say, wow, I got it at this, you know. At you know ten dollars off, yeah, it's right. Fair. We try and be fair, right? Yeah. We're trying That's to pass, awesome. you know, because because when I when I go out, you know, I wanna, I want, I know how much things cost, and when I go out and I see how how much <laughs> somebody's charging, really hard. when I see how much somebody's <laughs> charging, I get turned off. Right. So um, you know, well, and Noah's the other Noah's over here just nodding yeah. his head, yeah. going, yeah. You know, so yeah. we just we we really wanna we really wanna offer a product that's high quality. And, um, and and really accessible to everybody. And what our goal is isn't for people to come in once a month, you know, or once every other month. You know, especially in Seattle, we have people that come in three, four times a week, and it's a place that people can count on for the right. most part. You know, they they know that we're always there, and that if they want to come in with six people, if they want to come in for a, a really personal, intimate evening, or if they just want to come in and have a drink, like we we meet their needs, and that's really the most important important thing to us. Well, I have a question because it's not. I'm looking around. It's not very theme oriented, and yet you have island music in the background, maybe reggae, I think, and then I see some uh, sago palm leaves here. So, it, so what does that stem from? Is that? Um, so one <laughs> and then when I like when I think about it, and I think about the term black bottle, what would I if I never heard of black bottle, which I never did until right. the first time we came yeah. here? What what would I what, what imagery would that draw up? And I, I see now I'm seeing more. Um, so the the relationship between the uh, 
the, the, the fauna and any, any flowers you'll see and the music right now. There's no connection. Okay. I, actually, I, it's summertime, <laughs> okay. and I just happen to put on uh, put on some reggae because okay. that's a really good theme. It um, is. Um, it is. Of, awesome. One of our owners, Judy, like just about every day, will go and get fresh flowers and and uh, and plants and and uh, set the theme that way. Nice. You know, I love that. Um, okay. The form of the restaurant is is really really important. You know, sure. it wants to be really comfortable and inviting, and it's very minimal. You know, we don't have a lot of busyness going on. Exactly. It's not, It's uncluttered. Yeah, very much so. It's very clean, minimalist. It is clean lines. Very clean. It is. They're not overwhelmed by stimulus. Yeah, and every every inch of this place was thought out and planned with a lot of detail. Even though it is very simple, right? Yeah, the the simplicity. There was a lot of time and effort put into the simplicity. Sure, I I remember we came in even the to the inch of where this table is sitting on this. On this window pane, I'm, I'm wow. dead, You're dead serious. serious. I am dead serious. When when we come in, there's we'll a check structure. To see where this is lined up on this window pane, because visually speaking, when you come in, if it's off, it just doesn't work. Well, you can tell. I mean, I'm looking at the bar stools, and then I'm looking at the dinner chairs, and they're color coordinated with the floor. The floor is actually a uh, from a fence in Kentucky. It was oh, a, wow. Yeah, everybody really loved beautiful. the floor. It was, a, uh, it was from a horse farm. So it's rounded mm. a horse farm wow. in, uh, in Kentucky, and they had it chipped in. Well, I come to Black Bottle a lot. Not not so much that I have a problem. But, um, <laughs> I, she has a Black all, Bottle problem. Do. Yeah, you know. Um, we, I love your flatbread, and I love your broccoli, which might kind of sound oh my weird. Gosh, but I remember when I first came here, people were like, oh, you got to have the broccoli. I'm like, ew, No. And then I she actually have it, and it's so good. And then those darn little olives. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have the olives come out <laughs> oh, for you in a moment. Oh, those spicy prawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you like the spicy. Oh, yeah, we love oh. your food. Okay. Thank you. We're we're we are we are loving it. So thank you so much for bringing this into Bellevue. And the I mean, it's, it's so very different from everything else that's in here. So mm-hmm. for the east side, I think it's you know very a, a very fresh new flavor, and thank we you love very much. it. Thank we you. We love it. Okay, so moving on, we do want to go ahead and um, announce that today's show is brought to you by Black Botter Bottle Postern. And the reference to the postern is because the door is actually located at the back of the restaurant. And, of course, postern means back. So when you're looking to figure out the difference in addresses so you don't get confused between Seattle and Bellevue, just make sure you make that, that uh, note on that difference. Um, they are known as a tavern with good food. Uh, our socially savvy news is going to be brought to you by Blast, the ultimate cocktail. And we are going to start off with um, one of our other sponsors, the Kind Bars. They have what's called um, the Act of Kindness, and it's brought to you by Kind Bars. And currently, um, every month they do a mission that goes on that first or, first or second Tuesday of the month. Tomorrow is actually um, Kind Tuesday. And the current Kind mission is... Um, Give an orange to someone who provides you nourishment. This could be a grocery clerk, a restaurant worker, school cook, or even a roommate, friend, or family member who cooks for you. The creativity is welcome. And if you go to their Facebook on um, page with Kind Bars, people will note, you know, what they did. And they encourage people. Uh, the whole philosophy behind Kind Bars is, of course, they create fabulous bars, you know, for breakfast, you know, in between snacks and stuff. But they like to take the message out there, you know, be kind, take that kindness and extend it out to the people around you and make a difference. They're a great brand. I really like them. I mean, they make food that's good for you. And this is just a, a further reiteration of their, you know, their brand presence. So, I will have to buy some oranges tonight. And I know. I'm going to be giving oranges. People. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm yeah. very excited. I read it this morning, and I didn't get to the store to start handing out oranges. Noah would have given – I would have gotten him an orange because he's always giving me <laughs> great food over at Lucky. <laughs> I have apples. That's about it. <laughs> well, we'll give you the oranges. I, you know, you can pass them on. <laughs> All right. So we are going to be bouncing around on the show today from our normal format. Um, one of our guest speakers has uh, derailed a little bit, and we're hoping that she's going to make it in today. But we're going to move on to the socially acceptable and unacceptable part, which is brought to you by Kind Bars, the delicious, healthy, and gluten-free snacks. And as we've talked before, you know, sometimes we have things that are socially acceptable that we like to remind people um, about that, you know, maybe they're not sure of and maybe they're sure of, but this week we have none. Um, we're going straight to socially unacceptable, and as everybody knows, that is my favorite. <laughs> I love pointing out when people are being stupid. (laughs) 
So the first socially unacceptable is to voice every opinion you have in public. When socializing, you need to be aware of the group of people you are with and express yourself accordingly. This is not to say that you can't disagree or have different viewpoints, but if you make yourself confrontational, no one will want to be around you. Save that for your close friends, because really, if your whole goal is to be social, you don't want to stop it. And I think, Tracy, you had a story. story. I love this, because I do, too. Because I'm confrontational. (laughs) But But I was with close friends. You're a smidge. I was with close friends, and we were talking politics in the bar, which, you know, they say you're never supposed to do, but I think that's... Politics and alcohol? Politics and alcohol. We all had pretty much similar opinions until um, I was... Still, there's always that. Well, I was just... I think it's good to be able to talk about differing opinions uh, because that's what what our Congress doesn't do. And so I I actually, me, I'm I'm usually the liberal progressive. I know, exactly. Wiener, I did we not know the name of Wiener. By the way, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, socially unsavvy number three. With, with yeah, if you are a do not text a picture yeah. of. Well, no, just don't text a picture. Don't tweet it. Don't tweet like, text it. it. That's right. fine. Don't and if you're named it. Wiener, you know. <laughs> exactly. Don't go I mean, there. but what? Okay, that's a whole. Oh, we're derail. But anyway, we were talking about I politics, and I just said, you know, they they were uber liberals. You think I'm a liberal. They were uber liberals. And I kind of said, well, what about, you know, the the car industry and maybe we shouldn't have bailed them out. And Maybe? Wait, wait, wait. Wait for it. And then I said, <laughs> if our automobile industry would have been making cars that we wanted to buy, then maybe they would, you know, blah, blah, blah. And oh, my God. And it then I said off. that I, I didn't know if I really thought their unions were such a good thing anymore. Okay, and, that's dangerous ground. Um, yeah. <laughs> the person, you know, disagreed with me. Totally fine disagreeing with me. But then started rolling your eyes and ye- and oh. kind of yelling and not there wasn't a two way conversation and I was pretty much kind of staying like this and then she I said and I told her I said you know you have a lot of smart things to say but I'm not hearing you because of the way that you're looking at me oh, and the way you're putting call. me down and then she goes I'm out of here <laughs> like wow well and this is one of the and things that we've friends? talked this was she was a friend, friend of a friend, 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 friend. friend. Yeah. okay okay well and this is one of the things that we we bring up you know again the whole preface of the show was to kind of you know, we have a generation that spans almost 50 years that has not really been raised with what being social is and understanding that, you know, we know that we have differences of opinion. We know that we can be very impassioned and passionate about the things that we believe in, and that's okay. But you do need, when you're out in public, you need to take that moment to take that deep breath and go, Okay, I would really like to strangle this person, but socially, how's that going to help you? I, I, I mean, there's a practical thought process well, behind it. Well, it's just it's like you don't get anywhere. You might actually learn something from somebody who has a very different view than yours. Oh, yeah. And you might not admit it in the moment, but, you know, I mean, yeah. Well, and I think that's so. a benefit to holding your tongue. You're right, because I, my husband will tell you, I am terrible at, at um, sorry, because I usually will not put myself in a position where I feel like I have to say sorry. And, you know, that's from my own baggage, just growing up as a kid and feeling like I was wrong all the time. You know, and, and understanding that, you know, people have, like, and the reason I bring this up is people have these issues. You know, they do and act a certain way because their psyche can only handle certain yeah. things or they've been battered up or whatever has happened in their life to make them feel like they respond a certain way. I think you make a good point in that um, I know you and I have had our tense moments because we do look at the world so very differently but I've learned tons of things from you. I don't you. think they're tense. I, yeah, I well, just think, I think that intense. they're different. Yeah, intense. I like intense in, but in tense, no. Different. Because I respect you as a friend and I respected this woman's opinion but I can't respect her when she's rolling her eyes at me and telling me I'm an idiot. And that's right. the thing that I think our culture has really lost is is social, being social doesn't mean that you can't have a difference of opinion. Being social means that you respect opinions of the people around you to the point where you don't degrade them and who they are. Because, you know, it, it's kind of like Noah sitting here. There's three women and one guy. I'm sure we're <laughs> going to say something that he's going to go, OMG. No, has that ever happened to you? <laughs> like when I men- mentioned um, tweeting your Peter or whatever. Your wiener. <laughs> Noah. Yeah. No, so I, this is, I was thinking I wouldn't even limit it to social environments. I mean, even if you're in the comfort of your own home and you have guests, and maybe that's not a public venue. So I, I heard Duchess say, you know, when you're in public, but it's also when you're in private, too. It's about acknowledging that other people have different ideas. And, you know, right. I, I, I'm not, I don't subscribe to the philosophy that you have to respect those ideas, but I do think that you absolutely 
owe it to them to give Respect them a forum. Respect the environment to, that you're in because that, somebody that, is hosting. Exactly. If you're in a restaurant, somebody yeah. is the manager and hosting you. If you're in a private residence, somebody is hosting yeah, you. I totally agree. And, but even if you're, also, you are the host, even if you are the host. Correct. Yeah. I think it's important to acknowledge okay, I have that a, people I, have different I, opinions. I have a question. And this is for everybody. I want everybody to weigh in. So I what, do, what, about, what if you <laughs> are in a social situation and somebody says something that you very much disagree with? Like, has there, have you ever been to a place where somebody takes, tells a racial joke uh-huh. or a slur? I'm Mexican. Or, Hello. Or, gay, or you know, an anti-gay joke or an anti-woman or yeah. you know, anti-short man, whatever. And what do you do? Because sometimes I've said things and other times I haven't. And then when I haven't, I felt like I would, I would, I kept my mouth shut because I didn't want to offend the host or there were friends of friends, or, you know. But then I felt like by not saying anything, I was acknowledging that it's okay to make that racial slur or homophobic sure. slur. So what do you do in those situations, That's people? A really have you ever question. been in that situation? It's very uncomfortable. Noah, have you ever been in that situation? <laughs> I have. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I, I tend to smile and nod sometimes uh, because I don't like adding safe. fuel to the fire, per se. Uh, it's you know, it, it, I have a lot of different groups of friends, so usually with jokes, there's always one group of friends that it's going to offend, in my opinion, whether or not they're with the party. Uh, but yeah, I've taken the smile and not approach a lot. Uh, if it's really crossing the line, I'll address it. And uh, if it's anyone that I'd carry a conversation with, I'd look at them as a friend. So if it's something that's really over the line, I'll address it and say, you know, if you want to be a part of this, you know, you want to be a friend, you got to have an yeah. open Change mind. Change it up a little you know bit. I mean? Yeah, that's good. Well, and and from my perspective, you know, it's been interesting because I out at all different kinds of venues, all different kinds of events with all different kinds of age groups, and um, I've been offended several times by things that people say. Typically, I won't say anything unless there is somebody in the group that it affects immediately because the, the reason for that is if they're saying stupid stuff, there's people in their life who are telling them they're saying stupid stuff and they're still doing it. So if there's somebody in the room that I see is taking offense or that is is being affected by it, or like I like to say, their constitutional rights are being violated. <laughs> oh, there we go, the Constitution. I think I think LB is going to become a, a, a professor of the Constitution. No, I think that's in your no no politician. <laughs> no, I just no, feel like I just feel like if you're standing in a room and somebody is, it, well, for instance, a lot of people don't aren't real clear what my heritage is. And so somebody will throw out a Mexican joke. Okay, I have to admit, I'm the first one to throw out a Mexican joke. I'm Mexican. I can do that. Yeah. No, I'm exactly. Spanish and Cherokee. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one of the things, too, why I don't always say, because sometimes if someone's saying an Irish joke, you may not know if they're Irish, mm-hmm. or you may not know that they've got some heritage, or maybe they were raised by um, in, in a certain family. Like, I was raised by Greek, so I have a mm-hmm. tendency to have yeah. a, a corkish thing with Greek. So, again, you know... I. Have you ever done that show, too? Like, you think that, you know, I remember I was with my gay guy friends, and they were all calling each other, and I hope this does not offend anybody, because they were calling it to each other. But they said, oh, you fag. And then I thought I was being all cool, and I was like, oh, you fag. And oh, my God, they looked at me and was like, yeah, Tracy, uh, you no. can't say that. I was like, well, oh, now I now understand. It's, yeah, now it's the okay. line that's been drawn. And, and you know, it. that's where you kind of have to... Okay, so let's say, and I think that's a really good thing to address because let's say you're in a group of people and you think you're comfortable and you can say something like that and, and that comes up. The mistake that most people make is instead of going, oh my gosh, you know, I thought I was being funny too and being gracious about it, oh, all of a sudden the head whips out, the neck starts going back and forth, the hand <laughs> hits the hip and I'm all that. Do it, you know, take it gracefully yeah. and go, you know, obviously that wasn't my intention and be polite about it. So, yeah, that's quite, that one fired off quite the conversation. I love it. <laughs> okay. Number two. Number two. This is a personal experience. All right. I, this is like my biggest pet peeve. I, I have an issue with this. It is socially unsavvy to hit on a woman with a wedding ring on, and when she reminds you she is married, you say so. Wait, wait. A person said so? Oh, yeah. So ah. somebody will come up and they'll, they'll start asking questions and, you know, and start to cross that line. And, and I'm kind of, I usually try to be funny about it and I'll hold up the ring and I'll, you know, kind of, you know, winkle my finger. And four times I've had guys look at me and say so. And I look at them and I go, you can leave now. Well, wait, were they, but, but wait, do you think they were, were no, they hitting they, on no, you or they were they made, just being social? No, they were hitting on me. They were, they were okay, and they were making cool. it clear they were hitting on me. And it's, and it's like, that's, you know, that's great and that's fine. But when a woman says, hey, I'm married, you know, you can make a, a cute little joke about it, but don't. 
don't demean her for wanting to be true to to, to stop the conversation from going in a negative place where she's uncomfortable because and, and you know people can agree with me or disagree with me but from a female's point of view if you're the guy in the bar doing that I tell you what by the time I'm done every woman in that bar is going to know you're an asshole because why, why, do, why do people do that? It's their insecurities, I think. Number one and number two, some of them just assume that if you're in a bar and your husband's not with you, that you're available, and that's the wrong assumption. So not that Noah has ever done this, but he's our only guy here. So. I know we need a, we need Noah, a guy. Why do men, and I'm sure women do it all the time too, right? But why why do you, why do people hit on people that they know are married? I think it could be past experience. I think maybe you know the same guy could have been doing that a week ago, and he had a completely different result. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? So th- it also falls on there are certain women out there who are married who definitely yeah. don't act married. Yeah. So that can lead these guys astray and think, hey, it's okay to hit on married women because they act a certain way due to one experience they've had with a certain married woman. Well, and, and I well, can understand. I totally agree with that because there are women, uh, like I heard about uh, another situation <laughs> where there were. That I heard about somewhere. I, somewhere, had some, somewhere. I had a single friend of mine tell me that he was in a, at an event and he had two married women hitting on him and they were hitting on him hard. And he, you know, is this amazing guy. I don't know why he's still single. It blows my mind. But he's like, you know, doesn't want to go there. And so they were copping an attitude towards him. It's like, okay, here's my here's my <laughs> input. I think it's a matter of percentages. It comes down to math. <laughs> why do you keep buying lottery tickets if you've never won? I don't. It's just, but, <laughs> yeah. Not you. Yeah. Not you yeah. specifically, but I do. <laughs> You know, so it's one of those things where one day I'll get lucky. Throw it out there. To oh anybody. my God, yeah. I cannot believe. Okay, we just went there. I oh. think we should actually do a little research. I think it'll be interesting. We'll put on. Well, you two both are married, so let, we'll just. I, I just think I wonder like if people friend. hit on people more so when they see a ring. I don't. Know, I've heard like. Actually, I have. Ha- I've had. I had a conversation with somebody. We got to be friends and. Um, we had that conversation, and I asked, you know, what is what is with this? And he says, well, because if you reciprocate and you're married, then that's a safety factor. I don't have to worry about a long term. This is I know this okay. is all for fun. That makes sense. Yeah. So non-committal. Non-committal, right. exactly. Yeah. Kind of sad, but kind of true. Okay, so we are going to introduce our second guest, who has very graciously piped in with his opinions, which we love. <laughs> um, is Noah of Velvet Rope VIP, and um, I know you because you have been running the um, VIP rope for Lucky Strike, but I do know that you do some much broader and much more amazing things, and so that's why we have you on the show today, because um, a lot of the people that listen to our show, we like... Um, if we're going to go out, we like luxury. We yeah. like to be treated right. You know, we're between 30 and 60-something. Um, and if we're going to spend money, we want to make sure that we're getting the most out of our money. So I've had so many people come to me and go, well, okay, how do you get VIP access? How do I get, you know, VIP treatment? How do I know which which um, limos to go to or what restaurants to go to? Call us. And I was going to say, I think this is where you come in. So tell us, you know, what you mean to us and, and how that's going to benefit us and, and kind of who you are and how much you in, encompass. Well, uh, Velvet Rope uh, started over, I'd say about a decade ago, founded by uh, Roger Ng, who uh, is also with Lucky Strike. And uh, what we do is, I kind of sum it up by, if you go to a bar, the first time you go to a bar, you know, you're going to buy a couple of drinks, it's going to be full price, and, you know, you haven't really built a rapport. And then you start coming in a couple times. And, you know, the bartenders start taking care of you. You start becoming a regular, and they take care of you. That's kind of the relationship that we've built with different businesses. We've been going to these companies. We've been, uh, you know, booking with hotels and, you know, private jets, you know, kind of a broad array of different things. And uh, we've been dealing with them so long that they give us great rates. So what we do is we kind of transfer that over to our consumers and our, you know, friends of friends or anybody like that. And we kind of pass those deals on to them. And uh, kind of we build that relation. So you, it could be your first time booking a limo. And you're going to get the price like you've been booking it for the past three years. Oh. And that's kind of – and limo is just one example. We have, you know, a broad range of hotels, limos, nightclubs, tableside service, everything. So basically you've already made the introductions and you become the the quote-unquote friend to so that we can have a great experience because the only – there are people who I remember, and I love telling this story, 
um, when my husband and I got to a point where our kids got old enough, we were like, hey, where's, I'm a social being. My husband was like, okay, let's go out. We're like so excited. We're sitting on the couch, got the babysitter. It's like, okay, let's go out. Where are we going? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we didn't know where to go. We didn't know who to contact. We didn't know, um, you know, we didn't want to walk into just a bar. Yeah. We wanted to have an experience. So what kind of experiences, I mean, do you put together? Can you throw together an evening? Can you? I mean, yeah, we, we we set up, you know, full on evenings. And, and another luxury is, you know, if you're planning a whole night, per se, let's say a bachelor party. You don't want to have to call a limo. Then you want to, you have to call the venue. Right. Then you have to call your dinner reservation. We we handle all of that. So all you do is make one call to us, and we kind of take care of the whole all ends of the spectrum. And then uh, you know all you, all you got to make is one call. Uh, not a lot of legwork. And we're used to dealing with a lot of people who you know they make one call. A lot of bigger businesses out here, or even local businesses, small businesses, they like just leaving it in the hands. You make one call, and everything's taken care of. Not just your right. limo, not just your hotel, et cetera. So that's so. Are, are you nice. solely in Washington State and mostly Seattle on the east side, or tell me what, what, tell me about that? For the most part, yeah. Uh, we start in Seattle, uh, and lately uh, we've been more tailored toward Bellevue. Us being mainly at Lucky Strike, uh, the two founders were at Lucky Strike, uh, kind of in house. Uh, but I've been booking tables in Vegas. I sent a lot okay. of parties to Vegas, and Vegas has kind of been a second home for me. Really? I've been noticing well, you guys about yeah, over, so I, I was curious about that. Once every month, maybe two months, but yeah. So we got a lot of pull in Vegas, and we are aiming for Vancouver next uh, because mm. we do have a lot of clients that go to Vancouver, and uh, you know, Vancouver is a great spot. It's right down the road. So, so uh, can you? So you could rent me a private jet. Uh, yeah, we we do jet <laughs> rentals. We do all sorts of stuff. So, and that's a relation we've built with, uh, you know, same thing, just a, a private jet company, and we uh, give them the same price that we get. Round up ten to fifteen friends, and you know, go go to Vegas in style. So it's nice. Do you guys have any plans to actually host your own quote unquote VIP events? Do you think, or we we are? Uh, what we're actually doing is we're relaunching our website. So uh, we got some new web developers, and we're gonna make a, a whole new website. And uh, once that is uh, you know ready to roll, we're gonna do a launch party, and uh, kind of domino effect from there and, and keep hosting certain parties and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, okay. yeah, it should be good. Very good. Well, very exciting. I know. I, it's been funny because I've seen you popping up and I was like, okay, I, that's it. I've got to have him on show. I've got to find out what he's doing. Yeah, I go to Vegas <laughs> too much. but. <laughs> well, I, get, I was going to say, is there such a thing? But, you know, I can do about two, three nights. What? Where's your favorite hotel that you could I, perhaps help us get into. I love Aria. I've been going to Aria oh, really? my last Aria. three trips. And okay. uh, my first one, I just booked a suite for 4th of July, and the suite was a great deal. And, uh, you know, even their basic room. The first time I went there, I got a basic room, and, you know, they had the iPod docks. They had a 40-inch plasma. They had everything for me over there. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in Aria, and I also like MGM. That's where I started. Okay. So I've been doing MGM a lot, too. Wow. And how much would a suite at Aria go for? Just I'm trying to figure bad. out. It wasn't bad. We booked it uh, about four months in advance, and it was about 200 a night. Wow. Yeah, compared to, really you know, nice. you do it on the day. Uh, well, we've also also built a relation. I think typically it's around 600 a night. Yeah. But uh, those are, you know, we've kind of been going there enough that we've built a, a nice rapport with those guys. So. so how do we get to be your BFS then so we get all of these? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, all it takes is, you know, sending over any sort of inquiry, uh, emailing uh, myself or any of our partners. And, uh, yeah, that's really all it takes. And once the website gets up and running, um, it's going to be very easy and, uh, you know, we'll simplify things. And is it seamless? Like, I don't pay, like, your fees are built into, like, if I said I wanted to go to Vegas. They are. It's it's one flat fee. So you don't have to worry about, you know, three, three, four different charges for completely separate things. And that is velvetropevip.com. Uh, the yes, website is, is going to yeah, be up and we, It is under construction, and we're working on the new website, which is going to be, you know, new okay. and improved and should uh, should be a lot more simpler to uh, uh, browse. And okay. I know I'm excited because my 42nd birthday is coming up, and I was at um, one of your establishments for my 41st birthday, and then I did all the work myself, and I'm like, I don't want to deal yeah, exactly. with this. So we were having a little conversation before yeah. we started that, yay. And that's what we're <laughs> what trying to eliminate, go? trying to, you know, book everything yourself. And, yeah. Well, because it, it does. It becomes stressful. I mean, you want it to be a good time for everybody. 
but in wanting it to be a good time for everybody, you get so wrapped up in everybody else that you forget to enjoy the, the moment yourself. Yeah, exactly. And and that's another thing. You don't want to be the party leader when you're – it's your birthday. You should be having fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm a host. Like, that's ever going to yeah. happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and speaking of that, I know that Miss Fancy has her fabulous 40th coming up. OMG, Yay! when mm-hmm. is that? Where is that? What's going on? Okay, June 25th. I actually – my birthday is June 26th, but – this has been something I've been anticipating for five years, so I'm so excited. <laughs> you are cracking me up. I am so super excited to turn 40, and and so I've been, I I interviewed several uh, owners and general managers of uh, club clubs in Seattle and Bellevue, and finally just made the decision that it will be at Munch Bar on the 25th, starting at nine. Uh, I talked with Sean, the owner, and. It looks like he's guaranteeing everyone entrance, but I would still encourage everyone to come early. So right now we have 228 RSVPs. That doesn't include the people they'll be bringing with them. So I would wow. encourage you to come early. It's going to be fun. And there's a surprise celebrity MC that they're flying in. We have some goodies in. that we're pulling in, too. Yes, we have some, some swag, swag bags that we're going to be offering. And it's going to be a really fun event. Now is, there, is there like a little theme? There is a theme. It's oh a, my God, this is killing me. When she said this, I'm like thinking, I need this to start. cleansing. That's why I'm cleansing right now. <laughs> Tracy's cleansing. Okay, so we got what, like 18 days, 18 or 19 yeah, days. Yeah, like that's going to help me. And it's a Playboy Playmate theme. You're so, killing me, small. So You're you, killing for me. you ladies, I expect you to bring your sexy, and you you don't have to wear the bunny ears and the tail, and you don't. Don't, that's please, all I please got. Please don't come naked. <laughs> I don't oh give a God, damn how I'm going to shape you in. Disagree. Don't come naked. <laughs> We've got a strong disagreement over here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be fun. It'll be fun. So just bring your sexy, whatever that is okay. for you. Sexy, it, yeah. that's good. It's going to be fun. So you're bringing sexy back. I'm bringing sexy back to 40. I love it. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. Well, unfortunately, I just got message that our other speaker is not going to make it. She um, got... We had a little mishap, and so she got stuck in Seattle, and we're not going to be able to have her here. So we're going to be cool. filling in with a little bit of other fun we stuff. We have plenty to, we we have have to talk about. Plenty. I would say we've got plenty of events coming up, and I know that um, there's a couple other things we'd like to touch in on. So we are going to move on with the Duchess Report. Um, and I don't know if you guys have anything that you guys went to last week that you want to cover from oh, last week. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so we're going to go with what went on last week brought to you by Pop Chips, Never Fried, Never Baked, Think Popped. Miss Tracy, go for it. Well, me and 74,999 of my <gasps> best friends oh went to... Oh, my God, the YouTube. <laughs> I can't believe you ladies didn't go. Did you go, Noah? Uh, I did not, oh. uh, but I heard it was a great turnout. One of my partners, Steve, went, and uh, he said you two and Lenny Kravitz were just amazing. Yes, it, it was. I've been to you two once before, but probably like fifteen years ago. And I said, ah, who doesn't like you two? But yeah. they put on an amazing show. Their staging was magnificent, and it really was three hundred and sixty because you know up on the screen you can see from where you're from. Lenny is like hella sexy. I mean, like I am. Like I think he's probably the most beautiful man on the face of the earth. We're fighting over him right now. Yeah, he's my We're having husband. a Facebook war. <laughs> and a few other women. But, you know, it's funny, though, because he was really trying his hardest to get the crowd going. And I will not trash on Seattle versus East Coast. But it was really funny because nobody was singing. Like, we had people oh, next wow. to us telling us to sit down. I said, oh, no, no, no. I didn't pay that kind of money for front row seats to, get, to sit down. It was really fabulous. The night was beautiful. It was, uh, yeah. I would encourage you to go if you go to another city. Even their their tour is on for the re- until the end of July. Now that one was at was that Quest Field? At Quest Field, okay. Which had some issues. Oh really? Only with the uh, beverages, alcoholic beverages. There's only two bars in the whole place where you can get spirits and wine. Oh hell I know. no! Isn't that wow. crazy? Uh, and then when we walked in, there was a really long line and two bartenders. Okay, so apparently they were not looking to make money at I on booze. And then we Hello. get up there, and they ran out of wine. They ran out of, yeah, they ran out of wine. You don't run out of wine at a U2 concert. Uh, they were waiting for it to get delivered that's back up. That's socially unsavvy. I know. And then they, when that's we came in, and they told no, 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 them. Sweetheart, that's socially stupid. Remember the other segment of the show? <laughs> well, we when we walked through, stupid. they said that we could take it out to the rest of the, to, the, to our seats. And then we went to go leave, and the guy said, oh, yeah, sorry, they changed their mind. 
So Oh, you are kidding. No, me. we had two glasses of wine and we gave them to people online. It was just it was a little crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, this is but, where the socially unsavvy part of me comes out. I would not be giving that wine. I would be guzzling. I know, but <laughs> I guess wine doesn't chug, go down that much. Yeah, yeah, chugging that, wine no, not chugging good. That not chugging good. wine would might yucky. be socially unacceptable. It would look a little bit tacky when you trip great. and fall so, on your way back to your seat. Oh. What about you, Fancy? Did you have anything fun? I went to a Chick Chat event. Oh, oh my gosh, right. that was right. awesome. I, I had an event, event last go. week. I actually <laughs> took my husband. People were like, you really do have a husband. <laughs> and then, Tell like, it, it, it was funny. People was were like, like your what husband's hot. What is this group of women? <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> and they were like, your husband's hot. I'm like, I know. So we had a, uh, Why do you think uh, I keep him at home? We had an event for the Hangover 2 at Pink. We had the pre-party. Which is disturbingly entertaining. Yeah. What, what was and the party or hangover? Oh, the hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, that was somewhat funny. traumatized, but it was hilarious. So, <clears throat> yeah, there are a lot of, of uh, there are a lot of wiener jokes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how? So that is why all the wiener jokes are bouncing around all over Facebook. I have yet to see the movie, and I'm no, just like, that's not why they're bouncing. Oh, I'm just you know who wiener is, right? Yeah, I heard about him. Yeah, that's the why. Senator, I don't care. But that's why the wiener. Anyway, the movie I thought was savvy. I don't care. Great, the movie I thought. It was great. And, and the, it was fun before. So we were yeah. at Pink Culture Lounge at Pacific Place. And great turnout. I mean, the poker table. I saw the pictures of the poker table. The yeah. yeah. And then it, Tracy even had an Elvis impersonator. Oh, I love so it. So that was yeah, super fun. Yeah, we got the coolest stuff. And then remind me, I met the cutest gal. Her name is Denise. What, that she was yes. modeling for. A, she was our Vegas showgirl. And yes. she was dressed in, there's a really great store in Bellevue called A Masquerade. And she was dressed oh, like a Vegas showgirl. And uh, a masquerade is a great place to get any outfit you might need. Like any kind of costume, any kind yeah. of outfit, any themed, anything. Yeah. Then she has a great, a well, great the collection. The owner is really good at helping you walk Kyra, in and pick it out. Kyra, the owner, yes. she's so good about helping you pick out. Denise, Fabulous. huh? Denise? Do you know Denise? <laughs> no. <laughs> you would want to know Denise yeah, if you yeah, saw yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah you Sounds like a wonderful woman. She was wonderful. Very smart. Very smart and very smart. Big, big brain. Very sweet. Yes. Very, very gracious. Sweet. Very We're Facebook friends now. Noah. Oh my God. You <laughs> did not just say She's that. She's coming to my birthday party, so everybody's going single. to your birthday party. Everybody's going to. So who's and then who's um, our featured nonprofit party? was the F Factor, right, which, which if you don't mind excited. me going into oh, that, we're, we're gonna we are gonna be going into that in just a half a second here, um, and actually I will have Tracy touch base with that. Um, as we're, well, I guess maybe we can go ahead and branch right into that. Coming up this week, brought to you by Go Girl Energy Drinks, the perfect energy drink for those on the go with all the good stuff and none of the bad. And so our Tracy's going to tell us about F Factor, yeah, one so of our the, favorites. The, the, yeah, year. the F Factor is a local charity, nonprofit. They're new and they're um, hosting the Bottom Line. It's a night of fun, fashion, and friends, Thursday, June 9th at 6 p.m. It's going to be at Soto Park, otherwise known as Urban Feast. And, um, it's featuring uh, clothing by uh, local designers. Um, some of them are Malibu Doll Swimwear, La Bijou Lingerie, Wai Ching, I hope I said that right, Cameron Levine, Mac Fashion House, and then Stella and Dot Jewelry with Amelia Keeley. She must be their rep. But um, essentially, it also includes a, a dinner. A sit-down dinner. A sit-down dinner. Oh, my gosh. I'm For 50 bucks. I know. That's like general admin. Well, I know. and then this afternoon she had ten tickets left, and she was worried about selling out because I this know. is her first event. Yep. Oh my gosh, no! Everybody, if those yeah. ten tickets, you should be fighting for them because yeah. it's going to be a really fun event. And the VIP is 125, and that includes um, the sit-down dinner, but also wine tasting by Gilbert Sellers, hors d'oeuvres by Urban Feast, a really great swag bag, and I know what's in the swag yes, bag. Yes, really great stuff. <laughs> Stage size seating for the show. Mingling with the beautiful models. Yeah, you, the models are going to have the couture on, so you're going to be able to get yeah. up close and, and actually take a look at the couture and go, oh, you know, see the details. Because sometimes on the runway, you don't get to enjoy that. So. Yeah. And I believe she only had three or four of the VIP tickets oh, left. That's, uh, you know, that's so great because Ellen Young is the founder She's of Fabulous. Sweetest lady, and this is really personal to her. Um, the nonprofit benefits um, foster care communities and foster kids in our local area. Because they don't, they oftentimes are taken from their homes with like nothing. Nothing. Yeah, they get and, a chance to grab. They got yeah, like two minutes. Yeah. So they provide them new clothing and shoes and accessories. And because you know you're already going through a lot when you're a foster child, and then oh, to yeah. like 
have high water pants and well, you know, and just you're, awful. You know, you're, you yeah. need to get made fun of and be worried about what you're wearing. Well, exactly. You know, and, and things are tough enough in schools and in life as it is. And, and when you have those couple of new things, it just it gives you the empowerment to step out there and to assert yourself and stand up for the things that you feel are right instead of caving in. It, it's so funny because I remember growing up as a kid, I didn't have a whole lot. And my stepdad, um, who raised me, even though he was divorced from my mom, he would take me my um, clothing shopping with my sister every year. And I cannot explain and express to people the empowering feeling, the confidence that it gave me mm-hmm. going to school with those new clothes. Yeah. You know, and I was very, it's so funny you meet me now, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And back then, I didn't even utter a word. Yeah. <laughs> so it but does. Yeah. It, it it really does, um, you know, help and enrich and, and give these kids that, that little edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a really great event, so you can feel good about going if there are any tickets left. If and the are. website is f-factor.org. Yep. And I'm going. Are you? Are you? I'm going to be attending. Okay, I'm going to be running a little bit late because I have another event to, to shoot, which I'll be chatting about, which is a little earlier in the evening. But um, I just got a heads up that they picked up two new sponsors. Um, Kind Bars are going to be jumping in, yes. and Clarisonic, oh. they're, they're going to be raffling, or I'm not quite sure exactly what she's doing with it, but there is a Clarisonic that somebody will be walking away with. I love me with. some Clarisonic. Love it. So check it out, Thursday, June 9th, 6 p.m. Okay, I've got a Wednesday event. <laughs> Seamless in Seattle, uh, Bree Seely, who is the designer of my birthday dress. She's a local designer. She's based down in Olympia. She's competing. It's Seattle Magazine is putting on this this event. It's a competition that I believe there's six or seven design, local designers competing for a spread in Seattle Magazine. So this will be at Seattle Art Museum on Wednesday. And Terry Free is my date. Terry Free, if you remember Terry Free from Cube 93, she's she's my date for that night. Oh, fun! So I'm super excited about that. But this is to benefit the Ruby Room, which... Oh, I love them, too. Do you know Ruby Room? Yes, they're great. I've never been to the Ruby Room. Well, they're a great uh, nonprofit that benefits high school girls that cannot... Oh, I love that. You know, prom dresses. Yeah, for to to, buy their dresses for the prom. They accessorize them. They give them everything they need for it. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I've got dresses I need to get to them then, because... Yeah. I've never heard of anything like that on the east side, so I'm sorry. Yeah, they'll they'll, help girls anywhere. They're really, really great. So, yeah, donate all your old dresses to them. And that's the rubyroomseattle.org. Seamless in Seattle is the name of the event, and let me get you some details on that. So, Bree Seely, again, from Bree Seely Designs, is designing my my birthday dress. So it's 12. Okay, 12 finalists debut their collections on the runway. So come check it out. I think uh, tickets are $25, $50. They're still available. Uh, go to facebook.com, Seattle Magazine. Awesome. Oh, great. Okay, we're going to take a moment and cut in here with our Noah from Black Bottle. And he's going to be telling us about our second wine that we're going to be tasting, as well as the fabulous food that he brought over for us to taste. I mean, we have this barrage yeah. of hors d'oeuvres Damn in front him. of us. Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> there goes the waistline for, for Fancy's birthday party. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, Noah, what is it that, we're, that we've been snacking on, and what is it we're drinking? Okay, so um, we'll start with the wine. The wine is the uh, 2008 Gifford Herlinger State Line Red from Walla Walla. Um, again, it's all a state fruit, so they do manage all their own vineyards. Um, it's a little family uh, winery vineyard in, uh, like I said, in Walla Walla. Really, really wonderful people. Um, I've, I've gotten to meet the winemaker and his sister. They do have a uh, tasting room in uh, Woodenville as well. It's pretty new. They've been open probably just under two years. So if, if you don't want to make the trip all the way... Oh, sorry. We're, we're like, we want to see the Here bottle. You go. <laughs> if you don't want to make the trip all the way out to Walla Walla, uh, you can just drive right over to Woodenville and visit them. And all of their wines are delicious and are an extremely great value, especially for Walla Walla wine, because we do all know um, that Walla Walla makes wonderful wine, and sometimes you will you will pay for it. Um, okay, so this is going to be a blend of Merlot, Cabernet, and Malbec. They do also add a touch of Tempranillo and something called Alicante Nero, but there's only... There's only maybe 1% or 2% of those two grapes, so it's basically a Bordeaux blend. Uh, it's probably going to be a little bit more of a, a medium-bodied wine. Uh, has some really nice dark fruit to it. Uh, made some blackberry. Uh, made some plum to it. Definitely some plums. Uh, some of it's bright. Some of it's going to be a little bit more of a stewed fruit flavor. You do get some nice hints of uh, smoke and leather. Uh, but again, this goes well with all different types of food. 
And um, it's, again, a great value. We sell this for $8 a glass as well. Oh, my God. Um, I really do. Okay. I really <laughs> this do. is the wine I had yeah. last time I was here. <laughs> I was going to say. And I might have had a bottle. <laughs> um, we had a black bottle. We sell this at... We do some, and you we remember this, that? We do sell You're this awesome. at uh, both locations as we do the other... Uh, the Olsen Estate, and they're just two, they're two wineries that I really like to support. Um, they do make really great products at a really great value, and their um, the single variety bottles are really amazing as well. They do a Merlot, a Cabernet, a Tempranillo, Petit Verdot, and if you can find them, they're really worth tr- trying out, and you don't have to spend a lot of money to, to just take a shot. You know, it's a great Yeah, no, it's and yummy. Take a shot, you'll really, really enjoy it. See, it's funny, after drinking some of these wines, I'm thinking that black bottle means that you're going to black out after you have several bottles. <laughs> it's very yummy. So, Noah, you got a chance to taste this, Noah, from Velvet, and what do you think? Uh, I think it's good. Uh, it's a little bit of complexity, and it's not. Uh, it's a little bit sweet, but not too sweet. Uh, so, I like it, definitely. I love to get it. It's funny, because I, I typically find that women have such a different take on wine than men, so I love it when we have men who are tasting it, too, because you... Sometimes you simplify it, and sometimes you add these other aspects that, you know, we don't always pick up on. So, so it's awesome. Okay, so Mr. Noah from Black Bottle, oh, what is all this fabulous food? food? Yeah. Okay, so um, in front of us we have the, uh, what is it, pear and gorgonzola flatbread. We uh, go ahead and we poach uh, Asian pears. There is going to be, obviously, gorgonzola cheese, a little bit of a coriander pesto, and caramelized onions. There is a uh, fried olive with a romesco. Uh, we take large green olives. We stuff those with aged Parmesan. And then they're gently rolled in panko, which is a Japanese-style breadcrumb. And then they're really lightly fried. These aren't, like, heavily battered. You know, you don't have to worry about them being, like, you know, like, like a buttermilk fried chicken style. They're just really lightly, lightly dusted with the panko and then really lightly fried. Now, romesco is a really traditional Spanish-style sauce. It's really hard for me to say that sometimes. <laughs> Three times fast. Spanish-style sauce. Um, it is a tomato-based sauce. It does have a really nice consistency. It's a little thicker. Um, but the flavor profile you're going to get is going to be a little bit of a nuttiness because there's peanut in there. There is a little oh, bit okay. of hazelnut. Um, there's ancho chili, and then you get a little bit of smoke. So you actually get a really nice full flavor, flavor profile on your palate. You get a little bit of front from the sweetness, a little bit of middle, and then the heat from the ancho chilies on the very back. And okay. it's really great when you're drinking because it really cleanses the entire palate as well. Uh, so I'm going to try this because it's yeah. funny. I was raised Greek, and I'm not an olive fan, but everything else about it is yeah. screaming, try it. So I'm going to try oh my I'll God. talk about they it. Are you, so yeah. good. Are you kidding so, and me? And I think Tracy and I did the same oh. thing, and we removed the outer deep-fried bread. Oh, no, no, no. That's Only because I'm part. cleansing. Well, <laughs> I'm not cleansing, but we're, we're both, we have a common goal. We need, yes. we're, we're trying to get into our Playboy outfits for I'm my birthday party. I'm just going to run party. every day from now until your birthday. <laughs> yeah. But even rude. without the bread, it's fantastic. Oh. And the dip is awesome. I mean, it's so flavorful, and I ha- haven't had anything like that anywhere else. And I want to back up to the first thing that you served us. Oh, I know. What was that with the, the tomato? The, the pears and the no, flatbread. No, no, the mozzarella. Oh, the caprese? Oh. Caprese, yes. yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, that, was, that is the perfect, to me, that is like the perfect entrance to a summer afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's light and, oh, my God. It yeah, was we, full of flavor. Here's the thing with that, and you have to be, the, those, that, those tomatoes were marinated or something because it was so power-packed with flavor. And I just had it the other night at another event. And it was very bland. Yeah. So we use very bland. We do um, fire roasted tomatoes oh. instead oh, of just your okay. regular traditional like fresh like. Some people use like beef steak tomatoes or whatever I like Roma tomatoes, but those are actually fire roasted tomatoes. Yeah. So they they add a little bit more flavor oh, to it. Fantastic. Who's the, no, who's the chef here? Um, the chef's name is Brian Durbin. He's the okay. chef for both locations, and he's also one of the owners. Oh wow! Yeah, and we were really sad. Chris had something that he had to step yeah, away from, but I had the the um, good fortune as I've been watching. You guys, and I was like, okay, when are they open? When are they open? I was able to be here for the opening, the soft open night on Monday night. And I had, was hoping, I had been trying to get catch up with you guys and, and do the live broadcast on your opening night, which would, yeah, obviously just completely overwhelm everybody. But we did come in after we had done our live broadcast up at Daniel's and um, sat down with a couple of friends. And it was, it was amazing because what I liked so much when I first walked in was um, – you know, our for our demographic, which we claim is the 30 to 60 something, we're very diverse. We like a lot of different things. Um, you know, Noah from Velvet Rope and I have talked a lot. We like, you know, we'll go out to a nightclub one night. We'll go, we'll start up at Daniel's. We'll go to a nightclub. You know, we'll come over to a place like Black Bottle. We'll go um, do bowling. We'll go do beer tasting. We'll go do a wine tasting. We're not locked into anything, and it is so refreshing when you come into a place like this and 
everything is different. It's, you're not trying to mimic or copy. The music had this very sexy, relaxing, very appealing to our demographic. And it was, um, it was, oh my God, it was like drinking that fresh glass of water when you come off of a run. It was awesome. I love it. Well, one of the things we do with the menu, um, with the two restaurants, actually, is that they're, they're not the same. Uh, there are some items that we do. Out. Oh, really? Yeah, some of the items um, are on both menus. Hmm. Um, on the table right now, the uh, the olives are on both menus, and we also do have the uh, bacon let the bacon wrap scallops is another dish we have on the table uh, with the frizzled kale that is on um, both menus as well. But the other two, the uh, perangorotola flatbread and the uh, yuzu chicken with the or the crispy fried chicken with the yuzu dipping sauce, uh, those two are uh, special to here. So when we did wow. the menus, we didn't just do a cookie cutter of both uh You kind of tailored it for the different yeah, areas. I love it. Well, thank you thank for allowing you. us to broadcast from thank here and much. be able to enjoy your food and your wine. Okay, we are going to be wrapping up this show here with the, the rest of coming up this week. Um, we have the prequel to the winemaker dinners coming up. They're all here in Seattle. Um, if you're familiar with the winemaker dinners, um, Washington State Wine um, Country Okay. Wine Country oh, okay. does um, some local wine dinners that lead up to a gala event that happens in Yakima. Uh, I was had the good fortune of attending um, John Howie's event this last week. Oh, my gosh. You have three winemakers in a room with the head chef who has prepared food to, to taste with each wine. Now, I have to tell you, typically you have a wine and you have food. And I'm going to try to sum this up as fast as I can. But they had two different wines. So you're drinking and tasting one wine, and it would offset oh, the flavors okay. of the food. And then you drink another, and it would be, it's like you're eating two That's different cool. meals. Yeah. It's amazing. So I thought it was a really cool twist. If you're looking for something new and a different twist on winemakers' dinners, Go to their website and check them out. Um, they have um, Blue Acres in Seattle is going to be doing their event on Thursday, June 9th. They do have a few um, spots available. The winemakers from um, Estefan Water, um, Waters Winery and Bayer Winery are going to be there featuring Chef Kevin Davis of um, Blue Acre. And then um, Cafe Juanita in Kirkland would have been a fabulous one, but they were sold out last week. They sold out? They sold out. Oh, okay, um, they sold out June 16th. They, Wine from Long Shadows Vintners. Uh-huh. Boudreaux Cellars and, and Den Hogue. Yep. Winemakers wow. Dinner in the Vineyards um, on Friday the 17th. I will be attending some of those as well. Oh, okay. We're going to have another event popped in here real quick. But um, if you're looking for some fun wine events and you want to hit the, the core of what Washington Wine is about, go to wine country, um, WashingtonWineCountry.com and check out the events that are coming up. They're going to have um, chefs from the Barking Frob, um, Gasperi's Restaurant, and some other ones there. Uh, coming up June 10th, we have Doggy style life fashion show, which has <laughs> been cracking me up. It's at the Hotel 1000 from um, the 10, um, 7 to 10 p.m. Nice hotel. Um, yeah, really a beautiful nice. hotel. hotel. Great for events. Noah, you were mentioning the D-List. Uh, yeah, actually, June 16th, there's uh, D-List is a local magazine, and they're having their four-year anniversary party hosted by uh, Little John. Who, uh, oh, yeah. Do you have a celebrity or fantasy fame? Yeah, and it's also uh, has our DJ from Cube. He used to DJ on Cube, DJ Scene. Oh, awesome. uh, he's local. He's a resident in Vegas now, but he will be there, and they will be having their four-year anniversary party at Bell Harbor International Conference Center. And when is that? Uh, that is June 16th from okay. 9 p.m. to right. 1.30. That's awesome. Okay. Then we have, um, Fancy, you had brought this up, but I'm going to go ahead and cover it. Save the Girls 3, Saturday, June 10th. This is at Ultra 12. Pink. June 12th. 12. Thank you. Hello. This is why I have girlfriends. Um, <laughs> come to the Ultra Pink Lounge for a night of fun, fashion, and entertainment. The event will be produced by Little Black Dress Events and productions benefiting the Puget Sound affiliation of Susan G. Komen for The Cure. Um, planning ahead, we have our Zip Fizz, which has been one of our sponsors this entire year. They are hosting their second annual Zip Fizz Golf Tournament Friday, July 15th from 12 to 3 p.m. Um, it is going to be at Echo Falls Golf Club and... It benefits the Boys and Girls Club of King County. And it's not just one. It's all 13 locations. That's great. Um, and for me, having had kids that were in that program, I think a lot of people misunderstand what Boys and Girls Clubs do, but they kind of are a filler between that home, you know, parents quite, aren't quite home, and they help you with homework and stuff. So You can register at zipfiz.com. Yep. Slash back golf. golf right now. Um, we wanted to tell our socially savvy fans to make sure that you like us on Facebook, on our Facebook page, to make sure you get entered in the drawings for our 
secret sponsors. We did forget to mention that our secret sponsor today is Rain, Talking Rain Water. So make sure that you message us. Let us know that you know who the secret sponsor is to be entered into those contests. We want to thank um, Black Bottle, Bellevue Hyatt, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, Go Girl Energy Drinks, Mer, um, Bling is my biz, Blast Malt Beverages, Sweet Talk, Eye Candy Boutique, um, S-Factor, Talking Rain, and, of course, our Velvet Rope and Black Bottle. So have a fabulous week. Let us know if there's events that you want us to find out about and give you more information, and we will catch you next week from A Dog's Life Doggy Daycare in Seattle. Great. Have a Thanks, great everybody. one. Bye. Have a great week. Thank you.